please like and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Hey, Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Well, not much basketball last night. Uh, we're going to go over a couple of scores. Uh, but then we're going to talk to Brant Miner. He's uh, Max Hoops. You've probably seen him on the Internet. Uh, they are very involved in youth basketball. Uh, he also uh, is uh, associated with Pacific University out in Forest Grove. Uh, he played Division One basketball at University of Portland, and he's been involved with several NAI schools in the Northwest. So it'll be a good conversation. It's going to be a two-parter. I want to get more into AAU, kind of the pluses and minuses of that, kind of tips and traps for uh, parents and young athletes to look out for. Uh, but it was really too much of a conversation to do all in one day. But today you'll really understand, you know, who Brant Miner is, what's his background. Uh, and I think you'll really enjoy that talk. Before we start, couple games we want to go over Tennessee Southern they had been idle for a bit they played they hosted Stillman tonight they beat them 85-75 they go to 17 and 2 more importantly 11 and 0 there in the southern states Brandon Brown had 12 points 10 rebounds I'm sorry I don't have his picture but it was wasn't on the site there uh Brady Brown he had 17 points 2 rebounds good game for Tennessee Southern as I said 17 and 2 and they're going to play Middle Georgia State on Thursday. Also want to uh, take a quick look at the heart. Uh, Clark won, Grandview won. But really, here's the big game. Uh, Mid-American Nazarene, they beat William Penn tonight. And uh, Mid-American Nazarene has just been punching and punching and punching. And they're now a half game up on Graceland and a full game up on Central Methodist and Baker. Look at that race. And right now, Mid-America... Uh, Nazarene has the hammer. Uh, Jade, uh, I'm sorry, LSU, LSU Alexandria hosted Louisiana Christian earlier today. If you saw on Twitter, I said this was a real trap game. Uh, they gave they gave LSUA everything they could handle. Louisiana Christian does not have a good record, but they play very well against top notch competition. Uh, but uh, the Generals they held on to win in this one, 95-88. Uh, J.D. Allen, 31.6 rebounds, cashing that, 14 points, 12 rebounds for the double-double. And the Generals hold on, and they stay right there atop of that Red River. Okay, let's take a listen to uh, Brent Miner. As I said, he's with Max Hoops. Uh, we're going to talk about his bio, his background, start to get in some of his philosophy. And then we'll get him back in a couple of weeks, and I want to talk more about his love for the game, what he loves about the game, what he'd like to see changed, uh, how does he, what's his philosophy with his uh, AAU and his camps, what, you know, what skills, what, you know, personality traits or culture traits is he trying to embed? But we'll talk about that more the next time. Why don't I shut up? Let's listen to Brant Miner, Max Hoops. Cascade Hoops talk, Billy D. Hey, I got uh, Brant Miner part of uh, Max Hoops. Uh, he's part of a lot of different things. Welcome, Coach. Thanks for being on the show. 
Awesome, Bill. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this conversation. Appreciate you having me. Definitely been following what you're doing and supporter and excited to chat with you today. Let's get this out of the way. So you do a lot of different things. So you work out of Pacific and uh, you're a uh, undergraduate counselor, correct? Correct. So I recruit now not just the good basketball players. I'm helping kind of recruit all students to okay. Pacific. Okay. Do you enjoy that role? I do. Coaching, my favorite part of coaching, Bill, has always been the recruiting. When I was at Southern Oregon and then here at Pacific, is building those relationships with student athletes and showing them why it's a good place where I'm at. And now I'm doing that with volleyball girls and softball girls and football players and all the students. So it has been, it's been a good transition. I'm enjoying it. Well, you have a good product out there. It's a beautiful campus uh, out there in uh, Forest Grove. Absolutely. I always say it's a beautiful campus, but the people make the place and the people here at Pacific are the best I've been around. And so I'm just really enjoying it. We do have a beautiful campus and high academics and a lot of student athletes. And so it is a great place out here in Forest Grove. You grew up, you and I both grew up in Southern Oregon. You went to uh, Grants Pass. You were a caveman. You played, you played what, basketball and soccer in high school? And then I played three years of baseball, too. I didn't play spring of my senior year baseball because I was getting ready to play college basketball. Okay. But loved my time growing up in Grants Pass. High school sports are huge down there, obviously, in the Rogue Valley and the Klamath Basin. And so this is definitely a great place to grow up as a young athlete. So at what point in your life, because you were playing a lot of sports, when did you decide, man, I think I can play college basketball? I think that was probably middle school was when I first kind of set a goal of being a college basketball player. And I've always loved the game. I know you said we might touch on it a little bit later, but my love, I credit with my dad's mom, Bill. So Uh my grandmother is who I credit. I only, she was four when, or I was four when she passed away, but she was a woman athlete of the first half century for Lane County, Oregon. Wow. She scored over a hundred points in a basketball game. So she grew up loving sports and basketball is her passion and they've had a, they did a screenplay on her they had an article in the oregonian a few years ago about her name was gladys minnie and then she married my dad's dad and was gladys minor but she was a legend in the 30s in rural southern oregon so i i credit that just kind of being in my my bloodline of being a hooper And in middle school, I just really started to love it and started going to camps all over and really put in a lot of time. And even during soccer season and baseball season, I was still spending 45 minutes to an hour in the gym every day, getting shots up, working on my ball handling. It's just, I I love the game of basketball. And I, I enjoyed the friendships and the camaraderie in the other sports, but basketball was always my favorite sport. The beauty of basketball, all you need is a ball and find a rim. That's the beauty of yeah, it. Yeah, even to get better at it, you don't even need a rim, right? Like you can be getting better That's at true. basketball with just the ball, working on your handles around the waist, around the knees, pounding the dribble, you know. So my brother's five years older than I am, and he was a three-sport varsity athlete at Grants Pass and Southern Oregon Conference defensive player of the year his senior year at Grants Pass and so I just I grew up playing against him and his friends and that made me a lot tougher um, because he didn't let anything go easy and there was lots of times out in the driveway 
where we grew up, where we, I would, I wouldn't say it got physical because you probably would have beat me up, but there was some, there was definitely some times when he would beat me. And after dark, my parents implemented a bounce pass check only rule. So when we were playing one-on-one, I had to do a bounce pass to check it because otherwise I'd get mad and just throw it as hard as I could at him. <laughs> but, but we played a lot growing up and I had some great teammates and friends and I played varsity three years at Grants Pass and we only lost three home games Wow! in three years. And so just the community would turn out the support and just my lifelong friends, guys that stood with me at my wedding or some of my high school teammates and, you know, finished sixth my junior year in the state and lost in the semifinals. Then senior year finished fourth in the state and went three and one up at the old state tournament that they had at the Coliseum in Portland. And then I decided to walk on at University of Portland. So I had other opportunities, small colleges that were kind of recruiting me, but I really wanted to go to University of Portland. I loved the campus when I visited. It was a small school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I worked really hard to be the worst player on the team. And I joke about that because I knew my role and I loved my teammates there at Portland. I never started a game, right? As a walk-on, not every walk-on story ends like Rudy. Exactly. You know, not not every walk-on hits the game-winning shot, but I played two years of Division I basketball, Bill, and I didn't have a turnover. Wow. So that's kind of a national record, right? Because you can't have fewer than zero. Don't look at my field goal percentage. (laughs) I usually joke about that because I'd get in the game, and before I could turn it over, I would shoot it. (laughs) But I had a great experience there at Portland and loved my time on the bluff. That is, uh, I lived in North Portland for a long time. That's a, a just a beautiful campus. My son and I used to ride up there and go along there and then ride through the campus. Yeah, that that that's kind of idyllic right there up on the bluff and the view of the river. It's just beautiful. And then the child centers, oh my gosh. Child centers a great place to play. I mean, it was it was a fun atmosphere and we got pretty good crowds. Michael Holton was my coach and he had played for the Blazers yep. and um, played at UCLA and was an associate head coach there when he got the job at Portland. But we love that experience of playing there. And you're right, it is just up there on the bluff and you can look out and see all of downtown. So you're kind of outside, you're not in the craziness of the city, but you can get down there. I interned with the Blazers my junior year. Um, and then my senior year, I kind of got into coaching. So I helped coach our women's team at the University of Portland. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, that was my first coaching job. Jim Sollers, a legend there. I think he was the head coach for the women for 20, 25 plus years. And I just, he had seen me play as a walk-on and knew I was around campus. And so mostly I just guarded the post players and helped with a scout here and there, but um, was very honored to get to work with Coach Sollers and Sean Kelly, who was the associate head coach when I was going to school, um, and then got into coaching right after that. So it was a great opportunity senior year to spend some time in the gym with our women's team. And then I went to Spokane for a year and worked for a private basketball organization. And then I was at Warner Pacific with Bart Valentine yes. for a year. And then the opportunity to move back down to Southern Oregon opened up and to work for Coach McDermott at SOU. And I jumped at that chance to get down to Southern Oregon and coach at Southern Oregon. Well, you've been all over the Cascade Conference then. I've been a little bit. um, Never over in Klamath Falls. (laughs) Well, you were over there with Southern, that's for sure. Yeah, During that time you were at Southern, there were some some big rivalry games then. 
There was. I will tell you a little bit about that. We The first year I got to Southern Oregon, Justin Parnell was playing for Danny Miles. And that was 2009. And... They were really good, and we weren't. My first year, we finished ninth out of 10 in the Cascade Conference, and we're getting beat by everybody and didn't even make the postseason tournament. And It was tough, but we went out and recruited hard, and two kids came in and believed me when I said, hey, we're not good, but if you come here, we will be good. And that was Jeff Bush from Westland and Kyle Tedder from Coos Bay. Yep. And every time Jeff hit Kyle their senior year with a new school record for assists in a career and three-pointers made in a career. So those two kids came in and believed me. And then Eric Thompson came in when he was done playing for the Dodgers. And so my first year, we were ninth. And second year, when those kids were freshmen, we went seventh. And then we went fifth. And then we went to third. And then my last year, we started 13-1. and one, And damn college of idaho got us so we finished <laughs> second but we went nine seven five third and then my last year we finished second and the first six times i coached against danny miles they whooped us but the last six times i coached against danny miles we beat them yeah so we got it turned back to the other side of the mountain and we'd always say it's a rivalry but my friends from tech would always say how's it a rivalry we beat you all the time <laughs> right we beat southern every time we play them is it really a rivalry but we got it going and had a lot of great kids. We had a 3.52 team GPA. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Tim Weber. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about the club AAU basketball scene. But Tim played on my AAU team that I ran at Southern Oregon. And he came and was a second team All-American his senior yeah. year. Had four triple doubles. One of the best players in the country. And he played on my AAU team going into his senior year at Roseburg. And then we convinced him to stay down in Southern Oregon and he came. And um, so it was just really special, Bill, when you can kind of paint that picture of yeah. we're going to be good, I promise you. And then to see it come to fruition was really special. A great group of guys. And um, Coach McDermott gave me the chance to help with a lot of the recruiting. So we went after high school players. That year we were second in the nation for the first half of the year. We had 16 kids, 15 of them were Oregonians, and 14 of the 16 played their freshman year at SOU. Wow. So we kind of we kind of went away from the yeah. D1 bounce backs and the transfer portal and all that and went after our good students that were high school kids that would develop and grow up in the program and took some lumps those early years, but paid off when those kids were winning. And the year after I left, when those kids were seniors, um, Tim and Eric Thompson, they went to the Elite Eight. Um, we went to the tournament a couple years when I was there, but just loved coaching and then finished my master's degree at SOU, and that had been most of my pay. Oh, okay. Right? As an assistant college coach, I was getting my grad school paid for, but not making a huge salary. Mm-hmm. So I finished my master's and decided it was time to kind of move on and move back to Portland and didn't coach for three years. And then Justin Lunt got the job here at Pacific University. And so I started coaching with him that first year, and that was six years ago. And so we're trying to get it turned around here at Pacific still. It's going in the right direction. It just takes a little time. And so that's a little bit of my coaching journey and how I got to where I'm at now. You had a very, very deep experience you know you've coached all over you coached at different levels how did max hoops come about yeah great question so max hoops started when i was at southern oregon 
And I felt kind of like I was under recruited a little bit. I felt like I was a pretty good player that didn't get a lot of options out of high school. So max hoops I set up and I started it with a camp. It was actually at Umpqua Community College in Roseburg. And I had 32 players and eight of my college coaching buddies show up and we put the kids through drills and games and a classroom component. And that was kind of how I got started. And it helped us recruit kids to SOU, but it also helped those kids that maybe were under the radar because they were from a small town or maybe they were from a bigger town, but they were the fourth or fifth option on their high school team. Right. Those kids would come. And I kind of like to think of Max Hoops like large networking slash leader de- leadership development, character development, basketball camps. So I bring in the college coaches. I bring in the high school players. Let the, and they're all small college coaches. So they're actually working hands-on with the players, which I think makes it a little unique. It's not like the AAU basketball where the coaches just sit on the sidelines and chat with their coaching buddies. Right. They're actually working hands-on with the players. So I'll do a camp end of March and then I'll do one in August and we get kids from all over, all over the country, really. We had a kid from Colorado, kids coming from Hawaii to camps. Um, I think the last one we had eight states represented. So obviously Oregon and Washington, California, Idaho, um, Colorado, Hawaii. Then I think there's a kid from New Mexico at the last one and maybe Arizona. So kids are coming, it's grown a lot. And I think it's really helping those kids that maybe are an NAIA or a junior college player that have kind of been overlooked, but come to the Max Hoops camp, be proactive, reach out to the coaches, introduce yourself, play really hard, play the right way. You know, we have some that are called showcases, but I really emphasize that it's not like the and one mixtape tour. (laughs) It's, It's definitely trying to teach the kids to play the right way and not be a ball hog. And obviously, if you can score 30 points, score 30 points, but don't do it on 30 attempts, right? right? So if you're a scorer, I want kids to do what they're good at, but don't try to do too much. The You talked about summer showcases, summer camps. I'll do one in August. So August will be my, so I'll do one March 30th and 31st. And I call those showcases. And then I'll do one in August that I call an elite basketball school. And all this is kids just go to, or anybody can go to maxhoops.com and see the schedule, right? Correct. Yeah. So I'm getting it updated and getting everything up there. For the spring event, the summer events already been scheduled. And okay. That's the one I've done since 2010. Um, so this will be the 15th year. Are these uh, invite or can any any uh, high school player sign up for them? They're open. They're open to any player that wants the. They, they have to take the game serious. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the kids that benefit the most are the ones that do reach out to the coaches and are proactive about trying to get their name out there. Um, but any player can sign up and there's kids that are, you know, we've had high level division one players to kids that work really hard, but maybe just aren't quite good enough to make a roster, but at least they show up and give it everything they have and they don't have regrets. Yeah. So um, that's kind of, it's open to any player and you can go to maxhoops.com and see the schedule of events. And um, we're trying to get it all updated with the newest camps that we got scheduled. And the one in the summer is usually at Clackamas Community College. Okay. And the one in the spring will be at Sherwood High School, one of the nicest high schools in the state. Oh, yeah. And they produce some, they have a really good basketball program. Oh, yeah. We know, yeah, we know those guys, right? <laughs> Jameson was a Max Hoops faithful. And 
Um, Jameson came to camp starting as a freshman. And wow. I was like, man, this kid's got something special. And he just kept developing. He was scrawny. He didn't have to shave yet. And, <laughs> you know, Scotty Burge is a name you probably recognize. Oh, he yeah. Another Max Hoops kid that came to Max Hoops. His dad was his coach at Zillow High School oh, in yeah. Washington. He was amazing. He, he won like uh, Great kid. 497 games. Like 80% of his games as a high school coach, Doug Burge, yeah. Doug Burge is a legend. I love that guy. One of the best men I know is Doug Burge. And Scotty, a chip off the block. I mean, he, he is. when he graduated from Zillow, he wrote me the nicest letter of probably any player that's come to Max Hoops events. Just extreme gratitude, appreciation for how I'd helped him. And just just the type of guy that you you hope your daughter ends up with, you know. Scotty Burge is a, a great young man and um, raised right. His dad's now the superintendent there in Zillow, and yeah. um, I check in with him all, every now and then. And one of those guys that just always makes you feel better after talking to him because he's just got that positive, contagious energy to him. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to get to know uh, Doug over the years, and yeah, you're right. He's he's one that that whole family is incredible. Great people. Yeah, I've stayed at their house up there in Zillow. Oh and, wow, okay. Yeah, just really good people. I think very highly of them. And his two sisters are great. Yes. His mom's hilarious, and really good people for sure. And so they were Max Hoops faithfuls, and obviously Jameson and Mitchell Fink a little bit older than those kids, but obviously an Oregon Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had Darcy a great legend, career. first team All American. He had a great career down there in Klamath, right? I think yeah. he was a first team All American that year. They went to the national championship. Yeah, two, two, three time All American, two times first team. Three-time. Cascade player. Oh, he was of the two year. time, first time. Yeah, and, then, and now he's coaching down there, isn't he? Is yes, he he's, he's the assistant no, coach there at Oregon Tech now. That's great. Awesome. I want to stick with Max Hoop just for a second because. You also is your AAU team connected with that, and that is that grit. Is that your AAU team? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking about grit. Grit is something I started now four years ago, and um, just right about the end of COVID, and it is not connected technically with Max Hoops. Okay. It's its own thing, but we do share a website on the Max Hoops page. But it is uh, we go to all the Max Hoops events. Our team does just support the events, and I believe in the events, so the team does go. But there's not a direct affiliation. But grit, grit's one of my favorite qualities in a player, Mm -hmm. right? Well, grit and moxie. I love a kid that's games described with a lot of moxie. But grit is an acronym, Bill, for gratitude, resiliency, intensity, togetherness. Oh, I so like that. that's the club basketball. So we don't play in many AAU tournaments and AAU has such a negative stigma around it. And I know that's something we mentioned like before we started recording was that there is a lot of the AAU that's just kind of roll it out, let them play trash basketball, call it a team, try to recruit the best players, you know, selfish basketball, highlighting one or two kids, coaches that are just kind of snaky and trying to yeah. Ton of that. kids off other programs and so i'm trying to do it a little bit differently and things i i really like it because i get to pick the kids and families i work with <laughs> right like I, if a kid's a knucklehead or their parents are well my kid needs to start and be guaranteed 25 minutes a game and then those kids don't play with grit we're trying to find the right kids you know we're not we don't have the most talent 
we play hard and we play together. And in the club AAU world, if you do those two things, you can look pretty good. You yeah. can definitely compete against teams that maybe have superior talent, but sharing the basketball, competing on both ends. You know, we've had a lot of success as a program with kids that are playing the right way and kids that are getting opportunities to move on and play at the college level. My thing is I really de- hype development and experience and if a kid's good enough, we'll get them exposure. Um, but I'm trying to emphasize that it's going to be a positive experience because we do Zoom calls. The kids get to know each other and like each other. Um, we're trying to do it a little bit different than the typical club program. Yeah. We do have kids from all over. So we've scheduled it to where they can come. We have kids from Medford to Roseburg to Coos Bay, Hermiston. Wow. So we do usually a practice the night before the tournaments so those kids from outside the area can come in. And then we do the Zoom calls a couple times a week just to get the kids to bond and trivia and scavenger hunts and just try to get the kids to know each other and like each other and then, you know, play on the weekends. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a great program. I believe in it. Obviously, it'd be bad if I'm the director and I don't believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. our head coach here at Pacific directs the top team. So we have a head college coach running the program, and he's able to meet the kids, and he's able to recruit kids from the teams we're playing. So it's a win-win for him, and the kids get experience of working with a 17-year head college coach. You know, Brent, we're, we're going to run out of time for today, but is it possible? I'd like to talk a lot more about both the AAU and, you know, your philosophy around Max Hoops, what you're trying to achieve and, you know, how, how can we make things better? I'd like to talk more about that. Could you come back on here in a few weeks? I would love it. Absolutely. I'd love to be back. I mean, there's so much that we could touch on. And, you know, I do think that trying to all we can do is try to make a positive impact and you know so i, I definitely think i'd love to be back and because I, I could talk about this i'm very passionate about playing yeah. basketball the right way absolutely yeah and doing it for the kids and there's a lot of people that are in it for their own glory um or aau coaches that think oh well if i get a really good player then i'm going to get recruited to go coach at a college and then when this kid makes it to the nba he's going to give me money back and <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of those kind of money grab programs or just coaches that are not doing it with the kid's best interest at my at heart and so i would love to come back and chat some more about that anytime bill yeah let's do that because i think that would re- really help young players and then parents so let's plan on that probably in about a couple weeks. Let's that do that. That sounds great. I will say the best thing that kids can do right now to improve their chances of playing in college. I'll say it one more time. The best thing that they can do is get good grades. Oh, absolutely. Thank you seems, for bringing that up. I think that's a really important thing to kind of close on is because if I was to say that, most kids are thinking, okay, he's going to say get to be a knockdown shooter or get a tighter handle. But I can speak as a walk-on. I was My college was paid for through academic scholarships. Mm-hmm. And as a walk-on, you have to help the team GPA, right? Yep. The guys at the end of the bench, they're not the ones that are weighing down the team GPA. <laughs> and yeah, so, don't... right? It's yeah, true. That's the a guys great at the point. end of the bench, because you have to produce more than the problems you create. And the guys that are not playing a lot, they're, you know, if you get 20 a night, it's okay to have a little lower GPA. You know, you get away with a little bit more, you can have a little more baggage, a little, you know, but if you're not producing a lot, you better be helping. So I, at Portland, I helped the team GPA. I won the sprints, you know, I did what I could to help the team and it wasn't always on the floor. I gave a lot of high fives in college. 
You know, I was yeah. definitely waving the towel at the end of the bench, and I did get to play when we beat Gonzaga, and I played 13 wow. minutes at the old MacArthur Court at U of O. So I, I loved my experience, but like I said earlier, I never started a game, but I didn't mope. I never pouted. I never felt like the coaches were screwing me. I just played hard and did everything I could do to help our team. And kids today sometimes have that entitlement, I feel like, of, well, I deserve something, and the world owes you nothing. And so I think... You know, getting good grades, like at Pacific, we can't give any athletic scholarships. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So even if you're really good, but you have a two point, if you have a two point anything, you're not getting slept on. You're getting passed on. <laughs> yeah. So there's kids, that, well, I'm getting slept on. Well, you're a 2.8. Coaches aren't wanting to risk you not being eligible or you weighing down the team GPA. Exactly. So yep. you have to get good grades because that will give you more opportunities and more options for college. So I just wanted to make sure I threw that in there. And I know parents usually like hearing that part and kids kind of roll their eyes sometimes. But it is true. The best thing, if you have a 4.0, you have more options than if you have a 2.8. Yeah, it's great. Thank you for bringing that up. And I can't wait to get you back on because I, I really want to go a lot deeper into all that, uh, what kids can do between like, you know, 13 and 18 to improve themselves and improve their chances and, and become better Absolutely. people that coaches will want. Now, if, you, if you're out there causing trouble, coaches don't want to risk. Recruiting players is risky because you kind of know what you have as a coach. And so like Coach Parnell, he knows what Jamison and those guys, those leaders of that program, he knows what they're talking about and what they're doing when they're not playing. And so if you recruit a kid that has questionable character, it could be a cancer and that stuff spreads fast through a team. So we, we could love to dive into that more next time. And I appreciate all you do just for college basketball, Bill, and well, thank you. Um, especially small college basketball. I know people kind of keep up on the the d1 organs and dukes but there's a lot of good basketball being played around the country and naia is high level basketball and the cascade conference is undoubtedly one of the top conferences in the country i mean we were just talking about it before but lc state's track record and obviously c of i has been doing it for a long time and tech i think has three national championships mm -hmm. i think they used to do it in the leap years yes right i think 0408 2012 exactly, they were national yeah. champions and southern oregon obviously has had some good runs at the national tournament and great coaches though i think i'd put the coaches up there in the cascade conference with any level of coaches in the country um, because they're having to do more, right? Like the D1 coaches have six coaches on staff and DOBOs or directors of operations and student assistants and grad assistants where, you know, maybe at the NAI level, maybe you have a full-time assistant, but they're usually probably having to work the front desk at the weight room or something else. So um, it is tough to be a small college coach. So I have a lot of respect for the the guys that are doing it, Austin Johnson and Matt Zozel now taking over for a legend at SOU and Justin Parnell. And there's just a lot of really good coaches in that conference. Well, Brant, thank you very much for being on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Bill. It's a great conversation. I appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you. That's uh, Brant Miner, uh, Max Hoops. Check it out, maxhoops.com. Thank you, Brant. Absolutely. We'll be in touch. Hey, thank you, Brant Miner, for being on. As we said on there, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. I'm going to dig, as I said earlier, a little deeper into the, the AAU and you know how to avoid some of the pitfalls and how to take advantage and what you need to look for. And uh, He's a good guy to give us that information. 
Stay tuned. Tomorrow we'll have a guy, Coach uh, Brant Miner, just uh, mentioned. We'll have uh, Justin Parnell. He's the head men's basketball coach there at Oregon Tech. He'll be with us tomorrow. In the meantime, enjoy your day. Uh, get out and watch some basketball tonight and have some fun and be safe and uh, take care of your family. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.